Welcome to the Forensic Cop Podcast. Liverpool 1, Chelsea 1. The best part about that game is that it's over. <laughs> so what I would say is, trying to take some positives here, is realistically, if Conte is out for a while, I think Chelsea's chances of the title are finished. If he doesn't come back in like two or three games, I don't think they win a lot without him. He's very important to their team. So I guess that's maybe something of a win, I guess. Well, it depends who they're playing. And we do have the two-week international break right now. And that was the other negative about this, that I liked how angry the Liverpool players looked at the end of the game. And I just wish there was a game coming up in the next few days because they were going to destroy whoever they play next. But, but what's the point of being angry? Don't be angry after the game. Be angry during the game. The, like My biggest thing that drove me nuts was the way they came out at, after the halftime. They came out on fire for the first like 10, 15 minutes, and then they settled in. And I'm sorry, you have the man advantage, and Chelsea's not a team that's used to sitting back. And you made them look like a defensive juggernaut when, I'll be honest, I thought they were good defensively, but not great. There were other teams that stymied us better. I agree. We didn't really give them too much to think about. Our, I think the biggest chances we had in the second half were uh, Fabinho's uh, shot to the bottom right corner and possibly Mane had a few that he just wasn't able to connect with. But other than that... Uh, well, I mean, Van Dyke's long-distance shot. That one too, even though it was going out. But yeah, we didn't really give the goalie much to... So you know what I'll say. Van Dyke's shot and Fabinho's shot... If those had been the exact same, but top of the net, those went in. If they had raised those, those were going in. Yeah, and I was... This was one of the games where I wish we had a few more subs to use because... Ox? uh, Exactly. I know who you're thinking. Absolutely, because um, Ox would have certainly uh, had them scrambling because they know what he can deliver from long distance. And And then also even having Nabi Kaita in there would have been useful too because um, we just weren't breaking them down with, with, with the team that we had. Well, I mean, like, and this will come to, I I feel like this one's a bit on Klopp, which is... I agree. Um, he had poor selection, poor team selection from the beginning. The, the, the Firmino first half switch was like the most predictable thing in the world. The sun's coming up tomorrow and Firmino's not going to operate well this game. Like, yeah. you know that one. It felt very much like the Keda game in Champions League last year, where we all knew it wasn't going to work. Why are you putting him in? And Robbo, like, I get it. He's coming back from an injury. He's your number one. But man, Simikas' crosses are crisper, are better. He's on point. He's been active. He's been in every game. The fact that you needed to sub both of them out wasted two subs. You should have started the game with... Um, Jota, Jota in the middle and Costas. with Costas. Right. Then you would have had your your Ox sub. Not to mention the fact that what are you doing bringing in Tiago at 75 minutes? Tiago is a 45-minute sub. Once you know you're up a man, you don't need to defend the same way. Because that's exactly what happened last season in his first game for Liverpool against Chelsea. Uh, they were actually, down. yes. Yeah, they, they had a red card and then he came on at halftime and totally destroyed... Um, the Chelsea team. Yeah, but but you get him in at, what, 75 minutes or whatever it was. Yeah. Simikas comes in at 85 minutes. 
like barely 85 i mean like like you haven't given them time and not just that the team's already kind of let down they didn't have the same energy if he'd have come on at 45 i guarantee you we score but but again, right? It's Klopp and it's the way it works. And frankly, it's kind of what we're... I'll be honest, and I know it's horrible to say. I wish I could say I'm surprised, but I'm really not. I I know it's, it's hindsight and everything else, but I was not convinced we were going to score at after halftime. I, I wish the red card came a few minutes before half. Then we would have maintained the momentum. But as soon as I, uh, Thomas Tuchel had them in the... In, in, in the locker room, I knew that he would come come out with a, with a game plan to frustrate us and we wouldn't have the right amount of creativity to break him down. Well, I mean, I guess the question is, was this Tom, Thomas Tuchel doing something great? Or was this, frankly, I know it's going to sound bad, we don't know how to break down a team that sits deep. No, We, we had the same problem yeah. last year. We have the same problem this year. Frankly, I felt we weren't winning this game when we came out with the exact same team after halftime. Tuchel, Tuchel looked at the situation and said, I'm changing my team. I'm playing defensively. Klopp looked at the situation and said, I'm doing nothing. That like, And I love Klopp and he's a great coach, but I didn't feel that was the right choice. And obviously it was not. What would you have done? So Tiago in. Uh, for who? For Hendo. Okay. Hendo, you know what? Hendo is very good at defensive responsibilities and very good at hustle. When you're up a man and the other team's going to sit deep, you don't need that. You need creativity. Um, I also would have, I don't know, come up with a game plan that includes more than three players. Like, it was the Alexander Arnold, Harvey Elliott, Mohamed Salah show. Yeah. Like, like, there's more than one side of the field. And were they doing a very good job? Yes, absolutely. I, I, I mean, I enjoyed the show. They were obviously very skilled. They play well together, but you become predictable. And I think we saw that. I think we had good chances at the beginning of the second half. And as the half wore on, I think they started figuring it out. And, and we just didn't have that many good chances toward the, the second half, the second half. Yeah. And the one positive that comes out of this game for me is nobody in the Liverpool backroom staff or boardroom or higher-ups can pretend as if we don't need something new to add to this team. Oh, man, how much I love that you said that. We have had this argument, and you've disagreed with me the whole time. I wanted Cristiano Ronaldo. You tell me right now, if Ronaldo was the number nine today for the second half, do we score? Yes. That's why I wanted him. I like Jota. He's very good. I don't like Firmino. He's not very good. But neither of them are the goal-hungry, like, just win-producing machine that Cristiano Ronaldo is. That guy, and again, I actually think Man U is going to totally misuse him. He's going to screw up their whole system. Like, I think they're going to be terrible with him. I think if he came to us, you put him in in the second half, it's a guaranteed goal. Yeah, well, let's just say someone like him because the other challenges that he'll he'll create in the team if he comes. Number one, he won't be okay with coming in and for the second half. He would want to start every game, right? So that in itself causes issues. Under under Klopp, a, a coach that has so much cachet and so much fame might actually reel him in a little bit. Now, for as much as we, we've given him a hard time all season, well, 
the this early season. I kind of wish we had Origi on the bench today, and then that's something that's a little bit different. At least, at least the guy who can head the ball when right. you cross it. Exactly. I, I'm still, I'm still dumbfounded by why we cross the ball. And it, it, it's Trent, right? If uh, Costas was in, he wouldn't be. It's not the looping crosses; it's the hard, low ones yeah. that short guys can get. Right. But Trent's crosses are looping, it's... and it's whoever's the tallest and can jump the highest gets them. And it's obviously the defense, except for corners, where he manages to completely put them in the wrong spot. Because yeah. they're beyond everyone, or they're too short for everyone, or for the love of God, let Elliot take them. What annoyed me today about the corners in the second half was we totally played into the Chelsea defense yeah. in that we were hustling and bustling with them. And of course, the referee's going to call a foul, right? Once we knew that there was a little bit of all that pushing and, and wrestling match between Van Dyke and Aspilicueta, we should have just possibly gone for the short ball because... You, you already know the ref is going to call the foul as soon as you kick the ball. Well, I mean... And it just gives them more time to waste. These are these are two statistics that I think are very damning today. Is they had three corner kicks and we had 12. They scored on one and we scored on none. So that's never a good thing. And then the fouls were 13 to 4. I mean, I know they got a red card, but... 13 to 4, like... For who? We got 13 fouls called on us, and they had 4. We were not butchers today. We weren't crushing them. Like, that disparity, like... And, and again, right? Like, was it Aspilicueta on, like, one of the last corner, second last corner, where he fell to the ground clutching his face? He didn't get touched. Yeah. And, and that's where I come back to. There mm-hmm. needs to be a post-match, like, analysis. And if you do that stuff you get a suspension for a game or something. Like, they need to get that out of the game. I agree. Chelsea did it, and I don't blame Aspilicueta or whoever it was, because it worked. You got the call. You got out of a bad situation by faking it, and the ref was too dumb to know. So, but but again, 12 corners, and we got, if I recall, Jota had only one header. But I'm not sure. Was that on a corner? I think that was on no, a cross. No, cross. So 12 corners, and I don't actually think any of them no. led to a decent chance. No. So whatever we're doing, it's wrong. I'm, I'm not going to say exactly how it's wrong, but it's just wrong. 12 corners without a chance on net, try something else. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm just annoyed that we have to sit here for two weeks hearing about how great Chelsea defended when really we <clears throat> didn't really give them much to defend. Yeah, we really didn't. And frankly, I was actually thinking like halfway through the second half, I'm like, Wow, like these guys would take taken to school by a Burnley or a West Ham or something, right? Like I, I really was highly unimpressed by them, but it's it's us and not them. Like I don't have any other way to put it. I just I don't I don't we can't break down a defense. It's it's not much more than that. If you sit deep, we can't break it down. Do you think a play like Damatrari could have helped? No. You don't think because what I think that we need is we need a, a player to give them something else to think about. I think we need a Harry Kane. I think we need a guy who's fit. One, we need a finisher, and we, two, we need a header. And we have neither. Like, you can cross all the balls into the box, but if nobody's tall enough to go get them, what's the point? 
and you can make any number of passes, but Salah's going to touch the ball 60,000 times before he tries to take a shot, at which point, like, 20 players are going to be around him. And, like, like, Salah needs to be, like, I don't know, given, like, 100 push-ups every time he touches the ball three times. You're allowed one touch and a shot, or one touch and a pass. Like, that's got to be his new rule. Because he tries to dribble, and they just collapse on him. And, like... What we're doing doesn't work. Pick another thing. Yeah. It reminds me of the West Brom game last season, which was kind of the start of our run, because that came right after we beat Crystal Palace 8-0. Bad whatever run. It was. Yeah, our, our bad run. And then we, we tied that game either 1-1 or 0-0, I forget. But that was the start of the blueprint that Sam Allardyce showed other teams of how to play us at Anfield. And that's what we saw today. Pack the box. And we we clearly haven't learned. Nope. The only games that we win are when the team comes to play. And you know what the thing is? I almost, and I know this is going to sound crazy, I almost wish that James hadn't gotten the red card. I agree. Because if they had been attacking and we had had counters, I think we would have had a better chance. I agree. Um, And how sad is that? I would rather take a full 11-man squad than one man down because I think we have a better chance of scoring on 11 men. That's a like that's so pretty damning. Is that damning on the squad or the coach? Both. Um, uh, I mean, and I like Mane. I like his hustle and all. But he's got no killer instinct. He's got, I don't know, Mother Teresa instinct or something. He, like, he gives everyone a prayer. Like, he's got gimmies and he doesn't take them. Uh, Salah is just the kiss of death for any decent scoring chance at this point. And Jota's the only one who can score, and he just he didn't have it today. So, I, Is there anything you would have done from the bench? Would you have considered Minamino? No. Jones wasn't even on the bench today? It was it was Thiago at the half should have come in. Thiago, Costas, and Keita. Thiago, Costas, Keita, and Ox. And Ox, yeah. Like, Three of those four. Like, when... And, and, and it would be a change of strategy. When they're packing the box, stop putting it in the box. When you're 25 feet out, take the shot. It's going to deflect. Eventually, it's going to score. Packing the, like, pack, throwing it into a packed box doesn't get you anything. We've watched this for enough games now. This might be my imagination, but do you think that there's an argument to be made that we should have possibly come out the second half playing as if we were playing against 11? Not to, 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 to give them any confidence in believing that they can actually see it through, right? So just pass the ball back and forth, waste time, waste time, waste time. And then as opposed to taking 10 shots in 15 minutes, take two shots in 15 minutes. No. No. You know what? And then go hard at the end. I would, I would say yes to that if we were a different team. Hmm. We're Liverpool. We're, I mean, we didn't win the championship last year, but we won it the year before. We won, you know, the Club World Cup. We won the Champions League. Like, we're a top team and we need to play like it. When a team is down a man, we should go for the throat. We should score five goals in the half. And we need to put our stamp. And we just can't. And 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 forget all the talk of buying a midfielder and transactions and blah, blah, blah. We need someone who can score. That's it. There's no more to it. We can't. We have no one who can score, and today was the example of that. 
I think we need both a midfielder, someone like Coutinho, and also somebody, a proper number nine. You know, I don't think we need Coutinho because I think we need Klopp to let people shoot. I don't... Yeah. I'm I'm going to ask you legitimately. Van Dyke took that 25, 30-foot shot. Fab took that 25, 30-foot shot. Do you think Klopp allows that? His system is predicated on getting into the box because the stats guys have told him crosses in the box have a higher likelihood of scoring than shots. I guarantee you that's what's happened. But they're just not working when the box is packed. Take the shot. So in all honesty, if you had asked me, I would have replaced um, Hendo with Thiago earlier. And, you know, not that I don't like Elliot. I think he did a great job. But bring Ox on. Make them defend 30 feet out. Because they weren't, and we weren't punishing them for it. Like Fab, Fab and Van Dyke both had shots from outside. Right. Were they the only guys that had that space? No. No. We could have taken that shot 50 times today, and we didn't. And you know what? Look at look at some of the wins that Man U had. Remember that win at the Wolves last year, where in the, like the 92nd minute they took a shot from outside the box, it defended off, it deflected off the defender's back, and it went in. You know what? That stuff happens. You know what could have been an interesting change if, uh, again, he probably wasn't on the bench, but I would have been interested to see Klopp try something along the lines of bring on Nico Williams and push Trent into the midfield against 10 men. That's interesting. Right? Because not only would Nico Williams provide more of a killer instinct on the wing, but now you have another midfielder that's a little bit more enterprising to deal with. Trent will take shots if there's a shot. And Absolutely. He'll pass it and he'll make a he will, he will take that shot and put yeah. it over the net 10 times out of 10. Yeah. So I love it, but I like the idea. He, he probably wasn't even on the bench. But he isn't going to score. Yeah. Like Trent needs to get his shot down. Although, you um, know what? He's not too bad at the long shots. Elliot, he, he's just never in those situations. Elliot had his shot today, man. I felt so bad for him. You know the one where like the ball was in the air and he kind of took a side shot? With the right foot? Yeah. Oh, man. He got too far under it and he put it over. There were actually a few situations where I wish I wish he he would just play his own game and take the shot himself. Yeah. You can see that he's 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 taking on the he's instruction. He's being coached and, and, and he's and being controlled. Yeah. But I feel like he could have done more. Uh, yeah. What I will say is I like today that Salah seemed to recognize he had a partner there more yes. than last game. Yeah. They definitely played better together. The million dollar question, of course, James, was that a penalty shot? Was that a red card? Yes and yes. Absolutely. At, at first, I thought for sure it's a penalty. I thought red card was harsh. I, I, I really thought it was harsh until I, I saw all the replays at halftime where I could see he motioned with his hand. So so bottom line is this. Penalty shot, it, was, it hit a hand instead of going in. Have to give a penalty shot. No question. Yellow card is for his hand was away from his body. Has to be a yellow card. No question. Red card, it was the motion of his hand pushing forward. I would say that a card should only be given if it was intentional. And at first, I didn't think it was intentional, but then on replays, there's no reason why he, he should have swung his hand in that direction. The, the hand swinging yeah. forward So it's either red is... or it's no card. But yeah, the, I don't see a situation for a yellow in that situation, in that, in that case. It's either a red or it's no card. A yellow is because your hand's away from the body to make yourself bigger. But that's not your fault, though. Well, if it's in an um, if it's an in an unnatural position, then it's is a red. the definition. Then it's a red. No, 
if it's going in net and you're low, the last man, it has to be a red. See, that would have been harsh. If he hadn't moved his hand and it had just been in an unnatural position... Then it's just a foul. Then, no, then it, by definition, it's supposed to be because it's a so. yellow. Anyway, anyway long yeah. and short, that, that like last push forward with yeah, the hand... I don't, I don't know what he was... I don't. I, Hopefully, I, it was just instinct, and he's not that crazy. That, that's what I'm saying. I don't think he was trying to cheat. I think in the in the middle of the action, he was trying to position his body in the right way to make the second block. Yeah, but it is what it is. And and I mean, I'll be honest. I I actually heard some commentators talking about how Chelsea did great in the first half. I didn't see it. I think they had two or three decent chances. They scored on one dumb luck thing. I mean. Not, not, not that the header wasn't nice on the corner, but you're getting that in like once in a hundred. Like, what's concerning about that first half is Chelsea is starting to become one of the elite teams that scores when they're not playing well and knows how to defend that. So I would have said the same, but seeing their reaction to the yellow to the red card told me this is a team that's still a year out from winning. Because they don't have the composure they need. Which is why we really needed to put them in the place and beat them. We needed to come... You know what? Honestly, I'm going to say it again. We needed to come out, put a five spot on them in the second half, and show them who's boss. And I guarantee you, if we had done that, they would no longer be in the title race for the rest of the year. There's nothing Tuchel could have said to them if we came out and beat them down that would have made them believe they belong in the title contention. Now they think they do. I, yeah, and I thought they did until this game. Now I, I, I realize how easy it is to negate Lukaku and all of the midfielders. I oh, my God. The talk about them, Lukaku? Yeah. Oh, my God. I, I don't see them consistently beating the lesser teams and then getting enough points off the top teams to be a title contender. No, I mean, especially if Conte's out for a while. He's their best player. Um, what, what happened to him? Uh, he he went for a tackle. I think it was on Mane, and then he basically took Mane down, which was flagrantly a foul. But I don't think it was called. And basically, in going down, Mane Mane was basically scissored by Conte, which I don't know how you don't call a foul. And then because he was scissored when he went down, he landed on one of Conte's legs. So hmm. apparently, twisted the same knee or ankle or whatever that had Conte out last game. Oh. So it's it's an injury to the exact same place that held him out before, which is usually concerning because it's already a weak joint now mm-hmm. and you just brought him back. So, I mean, obviously I don't want him missing time, but if he does, I think it's a big blow to Chelsea. What do you think of Robertson versus Costas? I, I think I was very clear on that Costas should have started the game. Yeah. I'm not I, really sure there's much more to that. Yeah. I... I feel for Robbo. I think that Klopp is giving himself a hard time now. Yeah. Because now he's he's making it an issue. If he had just started Costas, then nobody would have said anything, right? Yeah. Robertson's coming back from injury. He still needs more time, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I think you also put a guy in a bad position. Now he's had to sub him off. and. But, but it's not just that. You brought on a guy in, let's face it, it was a must-win game. When he's fresh off an injury, he hasn't played in how long? Yeah. And you put him under enormous pressure. If you leave Tamikas in, he does well, he doesn't do well, nobody's arguing it. 
to your point, now people are going to argue the Robbo thing. And Robbo, it was clear he was out of rhythm. Yeah. Right? Like, his passes were wild. He didn't, he didn't, he didn't have to wait. He didn't offer like, anything. Yeah. And, and just honestly, and I feel bad, and I love Robbo, and he's great and all, but I, I got to be honest, if by the end of the year this isn't Simikas' position, it's because Klopp is too loyal. Too loyal, yeah. Because otherwise... I mean, what you saw today is what Robbo can give. And it, it, it's against a team that knows how to defend and is doing well. It's not a lot. Yeah. Where Simikas can do more. And we saw it right at the end of the game. Robertson would be better against it. You know, say Man City. Number one, he knows them. Number two, they're a little bit more um, expanded to give him space to make those runs. But against a team like Chelsea, we need intelligent crosses. Who, who right. plays on that side for Man City? On the right? Yeah. Walker? Oh, okay, it's Walker. Sorry. I was going to make an inappropriate joke about Mendy, but we oh, should stay away from that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, didn't see that coming. That's really disturbing. But anyway, um, in all in all honesty, like I like Robbo, but he's offered what we need for a long time. But to take to the next level, I don't think he can do it. You know, and, and no criticism to him, but there's a reason he was an $8 million, $8 million pound acquisition, mm-hmm. right? He doesn't have other depths to his game that I feel like Samikas has. Yeah. And, and you see them in the crosses, you see them in the plays, you see them in the cuts inside. He's, he's just a, a little, he's just got more to his game. Yeah. I mean, okay, so sadly, 1-1. I mean, at least it wasn't a loss, but... It feels like a loss, to be honest, at the end of the day. Who is your uh, performer of the game? Um, I can give him my anti-performer. Number one, Firmino. Why was he there? Number two, Robbo. And number three, Hendo. <laughs> Honestly, those are my bottom three. Yeah. Do you yeah. have a good one? Everyone's saying Elliot had a good game. I thought, I mean, at this point, I, I have high expectations of him. I thought it was average for him. I know he can do better. You know what? I feel like he can do better, but I feel like there are times, and you can almost see it, where he wants to take a shot or he wants to make a move, and then it's in his head, it's, it's he hears Klopp, it's and it's like, it, yeah. oh, don't do that. Yeah. Like, if he would just let him go, and I, I felt the same about Jones last year, yeah. where if he would just release the reins that little bit, we would be so much more dangerous. You see, that's, that's the type of player that could have made a difference today. If let's just say that we didn't start with Elliot, let's just say we started with Keita, Henderson, and um, who's the third person in the middle? Fabinho. Fabinho, and then we brought on Elliot at sixty-five and told him just go and play your game. That could have worked. Right? Or Jones, if you had brought on Jones at sixty-five and said do your thing, and then tell him play your game. Yes. But again, but, wouldn't that have been the same for Shaq? Yes, exactly. But we never do that. Which is we don't allow anyone to play the we, game. We only did that his first, the first half of his first season, and and in the Barca game, and the Barca game, right? Where because where everything was out the window. Klopp basically admitted he said just go out and play, yeah. and 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 he didn't overcoach them, and they won four yeah. nothing. You'd think that would be a lesson. So um, yeah, not really left with too many. I I I'll give it. How about this? I'll start. I'll give it to Van Dyke. Because he definitely turned Lukaku into his little bitch. <laughs> all, all the talk. So basically, the game started. It was Van Dyke against Lukaku. What's he going to do? And by like, I don't know what point in the game, Lukaku switched over to Matip. Because he's like, this ain't working for me. And then Matip turned him into his bitch. 
So there was Lukaku did nothing today, and you could see it. On, on the few breaks they had in the, so every break they had in the second half, I was quite concerned because of how effective they are. I'm talking about Chelsea, yeah, right. But imagine if they had Timo Werner on one of those breaks. Now he wouldn't have finished, but he would have. <laughs> he would have. Spread. No, no, he would have finished, and VAR would have called it back. Right, right. But um, he, I mean, he makes he's so fast and he makes really good runs that. And the footwork, man. Yeah. Like I could very much see Werner turn Matip around. I could see that. Oh yeah. I don't think he'd do that to Van Dyke, but I could see with with like Matip's got a no. I don't want to say an awkward way, but he's got like the longer legs and. Sometimes he can get turned around. I could see Werner doing that to him. Mm-hmm. Lukaku is strength. Yeah. And there was one or two times he held Matip off well to get the ball and turn. But overall, Matip controlled him. Van Dyke controlled sure. him. Like, all of this, like, anointing him as the next great EPL, uh, like, Looks goal like the scorer. Looks like to me. Absolutely. He was a few years ago. So, so I'm going with Van Dyke. Who you got? I'm going with Van Dyke because he killed the Lukaku like okay. train. That's why. This might sound strange, but I might I might say Trent. Oh, looping crosses and all. Besides that, but he was he was consistent on the right, and um, he was the one player that I thought could do something. You, you know, except he didn't cut in enough. But he looked like he could do something. Um, unconventional, which is what we needed against 10 men. He did, although what was interesting I noticed is with Elliot, he cuts in a lot more. Yes. So I don't know if it's coached or if it's just Salah and Elliot are already there. Where are you going? But he definitely comes to the middle much more with Elliot there, which I love. I think it's I, I think it's coached. I think there's a reason why Elliot has played the last 90 minutes or 90 minutes the last two games because I think they're they're specifically working with the three of them on that right-hand side, which is has its pros and cons because everything is happening from the right. But at the same time, we're, we're seeing a new element of, of our attack. We are, but then I guess the question becomes like, can you keep that going? Because, I mean, if you're Tiago, if you're, you know, like one of our midfielders, don't you want to play? Yes. Like Elliot's good and I like what they're doing. I was, I was surprised but that he started today. I will admit. I, I was surprised. I think... I think it's a reward for what he's done in training because you can see it. Um, and he's very good. But you also need to – you don't want to stunt Jones. You can't and just he sit him. On, he wasn't on the bench. Like, that's the point. He's not even on the bench. You can't just sit him and never play him. So they've got to lend him out at this point if he, they're not going to play yeah, him. Yeah, he may need to have to go alone. Yeah, so – Which is uh, unfortunate, but – I mean, I guess we're going to find out soon enough because the transfer window is going to close soon. And then we're going to have a little bit of a break next week. And then we come back after the international break and – Hopefully the uh, stench of not scoring against the 10-man side is uh, worn off and we can get back to winning ways. For more stories, analysis and articles, go to the forensicop.com website.